Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Job 28, verse 7. Wisdom is so powerful. I mean, the wisdom of God. Said that path no bird knows, nor has the falcon eye seen it. Verse 8, the proud lions have not even trodden it, nor has the fierce lion passed by it. Verse 9, he puts his hand on the flint. He overturns what? Mountains can be uprooted. No matter how humongous the wall of Jericho is, God's wisdom can help you. He, he overturns the mountain, not at the surface, at the very root of the mountain. Verse 10. He cuts out channels and the rocks. When the thing looks blocked, the business looks blocked, everything looks closed and blocked, wisdom will help you to cut out the way forward. And his eyes will help you see the precious opportunities. His eyes sees every precious thing. Verse 11, the dams, he dams up the streams from... Can we have this in King James Version? One of the things that wisdom does is when there is even a flood... It will help you to keep it from overwhelming you. He binds what? The floods from what? Overflowing. When I go through some crisis, one of the first prayers after praying for mercy is to address Satan. And what do you say to Satan? You cannot hijack this matter. The devil likes to hijack matters and make it worse. You remember when he killed what was his name? James, the apostle. And they were still mourning. That's how wicked the wicked is. They were still mourning. How can James die? How can James die? Then he went for the leader, Peter, to slaughter him. So when you're praying over a situation, while you are dealing with it, Satan, you cannot hijack this matter any further. He binded the floods from overflowing. And then you say, Holy Spirit, hijack this matter. Now when the Holy Spirit hijacks a matter, the lessons you will learn from it, in the future, you can possibly be thanking God for the challenge. <laughs> now, what I learned from that thing has torn my life all around. That you are saying, Lord, thank you for the crisis that happened that time. That's when the Holy Spirit hijacks it while he's resolving it. He's training you. He's teaching you. And he's building you. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Now, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's close. You pray. You pray the prayer of faith. Failure is an opportunity to begin again more intelligently. Can we, can we say together this morning, failure is an opportunity to begin again more intelligently. How do you say that in Fuji? Failure is an opportunity. There's something they cannot turn to Fuji song. I can't believe I can be singing, I put you in front. So solemn. So holy. God is good. <clears throat> Glory to God. Failure is another opportunity to begin again more intelligently. I want to challenge everyone. When there's failure, look out and close the cracks. Close up the cracks. Don't just sit and be mourning and be reacting and be complaining. Close up the cracks. If you don't close up the cracks, the cracks will get wider. 
Now, uh, it was a lizard that came in. Now, the cracks can get bigger and alligator and crocodile can come in. If you still keep looking at it, it gets bigger. Hippopotamus can enter. Close the cracks. Now, one of the prayers to pray is, Lord, where did I miss it? What went wrong? How did I get here? There's no problem with not knowing what to do. Just talk to the person that knows what to do. I saw Jehoshaphat. He had a crisis. He told God, we do not know what to do. Our eyes are on you. And I saw it in various places. And I sat in my study. I said, so there is nothing wrong with you not knowing what to do. Don't feel ashamed. But don't stay in that condition. Talk to the one that knows what to do. Close the cracks. Ask him, Lord, where did I get here? Show me where did I miss it? While we are dealing with the matter, close up the cracks. Matthew, Matthew 13, verse 24. One of the reasons why some of us get into some deep S-H-I-T is <laughs> because of sleeping. S-L-E-E-P-I-N-G. Another parable put it forth unto them, saying, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed what kind of seed? Are you here, people of God? What kind of seed? This is God's intention for you and I. He sowed good seed in his field. This is God. This is his plan. Verse 20, verse 25. But while what? Man what? Slept. Who came? So I don't think it's God that's doing it. The enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. I want you to wake up from your spiritual slumber. You have become too spiritually lazy. The Holy Ghost is waking you up in the night to pray and you are binding the devil. Let me sleep. See the paradox. The Holy Ghost is waking you up to pray for your wife in Canada. To pray for your children in school. To pray about your business because something is about to happen. And then you wake up and then you're binding God. Father, give me good sleep. Say, but while man slept, now sleeping, there's a physical sleeping and there is the lackadaisical attitude that some of us have to life. Amos, you see Amos, Amos chapter 6 verse 1 Woe unto them that at ease in Zion You are taking too many things so easily Life is a battlefield Amos 6 1 Woe to them that at, at ease in Zion You can read the other ones later NIV, he said woe to them that are, that are complacent you, are too, you know, I said to people One of the reasons why Abel died Was because he was too complacent Abel was too naive. You know Cain and Abel? Cain did not even know. I mean, Abel did not even know that the brother was envious. How do you not know? Did you see his face? Did you notice the way he was walking? And then he comes to meet you in the garden. He comes to meet you in the garden where you are walking. And you can't stand and say, brother, what's happening? You are still bending down. And you see with one stick. Is that stick for farming? Akpola. You know Akpola? How did you allow him to hit your head like that? NIV says, NIV, 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 Amos 6 1. Many of us, the reason why you are down is you are too naive. You love everybody. Yes, you trust everybody. Scripture never says we should trust everybody. You love people and you trust God. Don't even trust yourself. Haven't you done things that you told yourself, how did I do this kind of thing? 
What cost? You trust everybody. But look at David. David told the son of Saul, Jonathan, your papa won't kill me. Jonathan said, no, how can my father? That is preposterous. That is unbecoming. That is unroyal. How can my, my dad? Such thoughts are far between from my father's mind and heart. There's a distance. Hmm. I said, your papa won't kill me. He was too alert. So when he was with them in the palace, and he said, give us a song, David. Give us a song. I put you in front. In front of me. And as he was doing it, one eye closed to heaven. And one eye opened to Saul. Front of my melody. And as this, I saw through the javelin, that matter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that happened twice. Stop being naive. Look at figures in your office. Look at what is happening. Don't, don't, I'm not saying you'll be suspecting what get with everybody. But don't be naive. Be alert. Be sober, be vigilant for your adversary. The enemy is going about looking for whom to devour. Anytime things are doing fine, the devil is angry. Anytime you think he lets you rejoicing here, shouting, he's angry. But that angry, we anger to, to him. He won't tamper with us in the name of Jesus Christ. So in the midst of the rejoicing, you are praying and you are fasting. You are on fire. There's a hedge of fire around you, around your children. You can't touch us. You can't touch us. Don't be careless. It's a word to you, NIV, who are complacent in Zion. You have to wake up. I read some things recently. It was one of the reasons why we have midnight encounters. Ladies and gentlemen, a lot of things happen in the midnight. Especially in our own area like this. People make decisions in the night concerning other people's lives. They will not be sleeping. And then you wake up to experience what they've decided. No wonder Paul and Silas prayed in the night. When God was to deal with Pharaoh, he was in the night, especially midnight. First Kings chapter 3, First Kings chapter 3 verse 19. I'm not saying you have to worship the midnight because Nigerians are very funny. They say midnight. Now somebody will sit with his war club. 1159. The principle is in the night season, decisions are made in the realm of the spirit, even in the physical realm. Most cults don't meet during the day, they meet in the night. Everybody is sleeping. You know what I said? Why? Because when men are awake, you cannot perpetrate things. While men slept, look at this story, very prophetic. And this woman's son, the story of um, the two prostitutes that went to meet Solomon, King Solomon. And this woman's son died in the night because she perhaps mistakenly slept on her own son. Verse 20. So she now arose when in the middle of that night and took my own, her own son from her side while your maid servant slept. Yeah, this is a physical thing that happened. But you understand it prophetically. Can you imagine if that woman was praying at that time? Thank you for my family. The woman can't carry that son. You can't. You just got to pro. Any problem. Go, 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 go and be on that person. This one, no go area. Just look at it in the realm of the spirit. 
He said, while your maidservant slept, and laid him in her bosom, and laid her dead child in my own bosom. So a lot of things are exchanged before people wake up. I won't lie to you. Just wake up and you feel like you are depressed for no reason. Something took place while you are sleeping. Somebody made a decision somewhere about your life or, or so, or some, whatever it is. So she arose in the middle of the night, blah, 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 and, and took my son from my side, blah, blah, blah. No, next verse, 21, 21, 21. And when I arose in the morning, she was sleeping. When I arose in the morning to nurse my own son, there he was. Your business will not die. Your marriage will not collapse. Our children will not be wayward. So there was, she slept with a living son. Woke up to see a dead one. But when I had examined him in that morning, indeed, this is not what me and God spoke about. Because she was sleeping. I want to appeal to us. This season, it's not time to be sleeping. Especially in the night season. If you can, it could be 1 a.m., it could be 12 midnight, it could be 11 p.m. to 12. Find your own navigation and wrestle. When others are sleeping, make the decisions. There's a parliament in heaven. There's one on earth. Join the one in heaven to make decisions. So it favors you. And the one on earth, the one that does not favor you, scatter it. So when we all wake up in the morning, you can't tamper with all, all that belongs to me. Enough of slumbering. Enough of useless, excessive sleep. Balagistically. On the bed. Like this. Just rolling. And people are awake. Doing a lot. A lot, a lot happens in the night. Where while men slept, the enemy sowed wrong, something wrong. Like this woman did. I pray that the Holy Ghost will wake us up. In Jesus' name. Say, I'm awake. Oh, yes. Then finally, Job 42 verse 10. When you're in the midst of a crisis, Job 42 verse 10. Do your best to rescue others. Find a way to rescue others. It will always turn in your own favor. Stop becoming self-centered. Or because you're going through a challenge, nobody can talk to you. Everybody should be looking up to you. You will stay in that challenge for a longer time. I know people that have a crisis in their finances. They now pray for people that have problems and left their own. And God resolved their own. A single lady can pick two of her friends and be pray for their own marriage. And then she will get married. Stop being self-centered. And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. We have some delays with this dome, but the Holy Ghost reminded me some days ago, about four years ago, a church in Nigeria, local government, they had a challenge with their property, and it was in a waterlogged place, and the pastor ran to me, a protege of mine, and said, Pastor, we need help. We need help. That if not for the water log of the place, the foundation would have been cheaper. But the, this is the bill. And I remember, the Holy Spirit said, help them out. We need their help, oh, ah, plenty. But when I look at their own figure, when, when, you need, when you need 30 million or maybe 60 million, and somebody else needs maybe 6 million, you know, 6 million to the person is, ah, but to you. So I said, ah, let's move it. And then we helped them with the foundation. I remember. The foundation, they had to do like raft foundation. You know, after he, the pastor was so happy, he came back to appreciate. And God said, move it further, move it further. And then we helped with the walls and everything. And we completed the structure. Now, I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten. But just recently, the Holy Ghost reminded me, what you make happen for others. God will make happen for you. 
There's a church in this Lagos. A friend of mine, their ministry gave us 15 million for this building. 15. Not every ministry can give 15 million. Even if they have it. 15 million. And then the money is coming in. So when you are in a crisis, rescue others. Stop becoming self, self-centered. It, look at Joseph. A man that was sold by his brothers. Still able to ask the butler and the baker. What is wrong with you? No, it should be. Something is wrong with me. I need help. You guys should. My own matter is more than your own. We, we, we always behave like that. If you know my own matter, your own small. He asked them, what is the problem? And they told him, we both of us had a dream. And then he still had the emotional strength to interpret the dreams for them. And that was the link to the palace in two years. Sow a seed of rescue and you also will be rescued. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church for three great services. 7 a.m., 9 a.m., and 11 a.m. At The Goodland. Ifako bus stop Oworonshoki Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.